You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And it's Alex. And we are live to tape from NAB Las Vegas. You ready to get after it? Yeah, let's go see what's out on the floor. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll split up. All right, see you. All right, good luck, buddy. Cheers. All right, it's Alex. I'm at the Airy booth at NAB 2016. Uh, they got all sorts of new stuff. And who do I got here? Uh, this is Esteban with Airy Inc. here in the Americas, and I'm responsible for technical sales into Latin America. Excellent, man. Well, what are you guys? Uh, what are you guys excited about here? What are you debuting? Well, uh, basically the same products, but however, we keep pushing the envelope of what's possible in our products. For example, we got the Alexa Mini that made its debut last year, but this year we have the implementation of, four, of the 4.3 license, which allows you to shoot with anamorphic lenses, as well as airy raw inside of the camera directly to see fast cards up to 50 frames a second. And the combination of these two licenses uh, allows you to record OpenGate. OpenGate has a resolution of 3.4K, and what OpenGate is, it allows you to use the entire sensor from corner to corner, which is, you know, when you get to, to, to the post side of things, it's very easy to do an upscale on the footage to end up with a 4K image uh, by a factor of 1.2. So, yeah, that's super powerful. Uh, how does the Amira differentiate itself from the Alexa Mini? Well, the Amira will not do every RAW or record the RAW signal. What it'll do, the most it'll do is ProRes 444 and 4K UHD. So that is the main, uh, the main difference. The other thing about the Amira is that the Amira is more uh, focused on the ergonomics for the, uh, for the operator. If you notice, all the buttons and all the quick keys, access keys, are on the side of the operator, and there's quite a lot of them. As opposed to the Mini, we have to maybe go through a couple of menus to get to these same keys. Even though you know the Amir is around 6 kilos, the Alexa Mini is around 2.5 kilos. So it really depends on what it is that you're trying to do that will define which camera it's better for whatever project you're working on. Excellent. And what about controlling the Mini? What kind of options do uh, the filmmakers have available to them? Well, for the control of the Mini, uh, the Mini has an Elbus connector on the PL mount that allows you to work with our uh, lens, uh, our lens control motors, and the um, the receiver is already within the camera, so you don't have to have an external receiver to work directly with the motors. On top of that, you have the access to uh, to the Mini through Wi-Fi. No need for an app. All you need is either uh, Chrome or Firefox to access the menus inside of the camera and you have a complete control whether it's your you know your iPhone, your iPad or a tablet for that matter or a laptop. The only limitation right now is that the range is 8 meters, which is pretty decent because the DP or you know even the director can monitor what's going on with the menus inside of the camera, but as we continue to push software upgrades to our cameras, we hope to extend extend the uh, the range of that of, of the Wi-Fi capabilities. Excellent. And speaking about pushing the envelope, what's next? Can you tease any any direction that you guys are pushing? Well, we're still pushing our main message, which is HDR. We still offer the highest dynamic range out of any camera manufacturer. As far as new models coming out, there's nothing in the talks. But I think within the next three to four years, you can expect the next uh, big thing coming up from Airy. Excellent. So we can still expect the same Airy quality in these camera bodies that we have right here. It's going to be supported for at least three to four years before you start coming out with something new. 
Well, absolutely. That's always been the Airy philosophy because these cameras, as you know, they're not uh, they're not cheap. So uh, we always want to make sure that our you know the users and the people who invest in our products have enough time to recoup the investment and also make some money on the cameras, whether it's through rental projects, movies, music videos, what have you. So I mean, it's remarkable to me and even to you know the industry at large that we are in the seventh year of Alexa and the sensor technology hasn't changed. I mean, we've made upgrades to, for example, give people the ability to record raw inside of the camera, but the sensor technology, it's still the same. It's basically the same camera. We're in the seventh year and it still continues to dominate not only uh, you know music video industry, movie industry, and even commercials to the point that uh, I believe the five the last five winners of Best Cinematography at the Oscars were shot with Airy cameras. If it ain't bro broke, don't fix it, right? Exactly right. So where can people go if they want to learn more about what you guys are showing here and potential things to come? Well, they can go to the website or, you know, or they can reach out if they want more of an in-depth uh, demo within the website. We have our subsidiaries. We have one in LA, one in New York, and one in Florida, which is where I'm based out of. And they can just give us a ring or a call and we'll be more than happy to arrange a demo and work um, you know, through the camera, you know, the process of the camera. Awesome, well thank you Esteban so much. Uh, thank you. All right, have a good show. Awesome, let's uh, kick it back to Brandon and see what he's got. Hey, thanks Alex. I am over here at the Atomos booth. They have got the Shogun Flame, they've got all sorts of things. We're gonna find out from Lewis what's new, what's happening here on the NAB floor. Exciting stuff, you guys are right in the middle, huge booth, talk about it. So we're leading the way really as we did with 4K, uh, leading the way on HDR, which really is the biggest revolutionary change in picture. You know, we've, it, we've gone from uh, getting more pixels to getting better pixels. So we before NAB, we launched the Shogun Flame and the Ninja Flame. So these are our seven inch monitor line with 1500 dis nit display, so high brightness uh, for daylight viewing, but also great HDR. You can unleash the HDR capability of your log camera. And at the show, we also announced the Shogun Inferno. So this is our new product. So this is a 4K 60p quad-link SDI, so you can open up even more cameras and record ProRes and HDR externally on that. And that's 995, and we're going to be shipping that uh, in Q3. But the Shogun Flame and the Ninja Flame, they're shipping now. But the biggest news uh, for all the Atomos users is that we're bringing HDR across the line. If you're an existing uh, Atomos user and you have a Ninja Blade or a Samurai Blade or a Ninja Assassin or a Shogun, in May you're going to get HDR for free. So there's a limitation on that, that it's 8-bit HDR and it's only a 400-nit screen, but you'll be able to see the capability of your log and expose better for free. It's a thank you to everybody. That's amazing, and that is just really great to hear. Now, uh, what are people saying? You know, you've got a lot of people come through the booth. I know you're probably exhausted from being on the floor. What's the reaction from people on the street at NAB 2016? Well, HDR, seeing is believing. When you see it, we've got a HDR-SDR comparison. You know, we, we've 709's been there a while, and we're, we're used to that. That's the standard, but when you see HDR, wow, it's much closer to what the human eye can see. And the tools that we've put into our, our devices allow you to shoot what you see. You can expose for log just with your eye, confirm it with the waveform, you know, real simple and easy. Anyone can shoot HDR with their existing camera if it does log. That's amazing. Now, uh, I'm sure you've been pressed with this from us press before, but is there anything in the works, any things that people are asking for that you guys are maybe toying with or doing research here at the show, putting your ear on the ground on future products? Where are you guys pushing into the future? So HD, we're, re we're already really leading the way with HDR. So we, it's been a, quite a journey for us. And we, when we saw it, we were like, wow, we've, we've got to do that. 
And so we're, you know, HDR is really the talk of the show and we're really leading the way on it. So, uh, you know, we've always got things in the, in the pipeline that we're working on. So Cinema DNG, it's going to come for all the Shogun products. So when we release Shogun Inferno, it will be on there and then it will also come to Shogun Flame and original Shogun. So a lot of things that we're working on and, you know, always great to hear any feedback so you just send that through to us and we can always try and build in whatever features we can that's great where can the listeners find your all stuff where can they uh, purchase it all that jazz so we got if you go to our website you can go to the where to the buy where to buy section we've got resellers globally so uh, and we have offices globally as well so uh, we don't sell direct but we're there to support you whenever you need it and uh, our products come with three-year warranty but your usual places where you can buy your camera from you can find our product there thanks so much appreciate it Lewis have a great show Thank you very much. Cheers. Hey, what's up? It's Alex, filmmakers drinking bourbon here at the Light Gear booth at NAB. What's up? Hey, my name is Mike. I'm one of the owners of Light Gear. I'm also the chief technical officer. And um, what we do is we provide uh, anywhere from DIY to more finished LED solutions for any type of thing that uh, people need in their lighting their films or projects or uh, whatever we do, whatever you need them for. We do... Um, uh, a lot of Hollywood productions, a lot of commercials, a lot of uh, television shows. Some of our uh, marquee products that projects that we've done, a lot of mar stuff with Marvel, you know, Iron Man and Civil War and Star Wars and Birdman, and uh, work with a lot of uh, acclaimed directors of photography and gaffers. And I work as a gaffer myself, and so uh, we got a really good connection with the industry. Um, but a lot of our products we use are our hero products, something called Light Ribbon, which is a flexible LED that is. Uh, uh, very high CRI, very good color quality. Um, goes anywhere from uh, uh, 3,000 Kelvin up to 6,000 Kelvin. We also sell a line of controls with that. And it's very designed to scale. So if somebody's got a little bit of money, we've got products that start at $20 to doing some of the largest Hollywood productions that are out there. And uh, all of our customers demand very high quality, so we make sure our color, uh, what we're known for is very high color consistency and very good dimmers that don't uh, do flicker uh, in... Uh, high-speed situations. So uh, we also have some other products here at the show which are new. One is um, our light map product which is uh, uh, basically came from when we were uh, working with uh, Emmanuel Lubetsky on Birdman. They decided to make some, uh, he wanted to make some flat panels and uh, we designed some for him for that particular production which they used all over the theater in the movie uh, with his gaffer Bobby Serretta and it for we formalized it into a product called light map and light map comes in six sizes it is, uh, comes from a Lightmat 1, a 2, a 2L, a 3, a 4, and now the new Lightmat 8. And so it's a really great way to have a nice, beautiful soft source, which is very lightweight. It's got uh, grommets in it, so you can nail it into the wall. We've got the ability to hang it on the wall like a picture frame. Uh, we've used them on many productions. They're really popular light. It's one of our most successful products. We've sold over 3,000 of them. Uh, and then another new thing for this, uh, so on the, at this show we're showing uh, Lightmat Plus, which is... Uh, uh, much better color quality, another stop of output. Really, uh, um, really nice step in uh, uh, an improvement with a lot of our feedback from our customers. Very cool. What about a, so? Speaking of output, something like the one by one or the two by two. You know, what what are we looking at? Uh, you know, generally, I mean, if you're using um, a good rule of thumb, like if you're talking about a conventional light, like say a Kino Flow, like a, a light mat one is usually is about the same output as like a Kino two by two. A light mat two is about the output of a Diva. Uh, if you're using a Kino as a, as a frame of reference, um, and then we also scale up to the new light mat eight, which I haven't measured against any 
really conventional light because it's basically a, the light source itself is almost four by four in size. So it's a really big, nice, beautiful, soft source and weighs uh, 12 pounds, so it's not that heavy. Now we have our new light tile system, which light tile is really interesting because uh, that's gotten a lot of attraction in the booth because we're able to take um, uh, strips, which are each two foot wide, eight foot long, eight foot long, they're 400 watts a piece, and you're able to uh, tile them together to make an eight by eight. So four strips make an eight by eight. So you have this beautiful, large, soft wall that you can control color temperature on from 2700 to 6000 Kelvin, and it's 1600 watts, so you can plug it right into the wall. So you get a huge, big, soft source in the size of an 8x8 frame. doesn't require uh, secondary diffusion. You can add one, of course, if you'd like. But uh, a lot of people find that just uh, an 8x8 with, in this configuration has 10,000 emitters in it. So it's a very, very large, soft source. And that's scalable. You can take the strips apart. You can, you can stretch them down a the hallway. You can go run them in a vertical or horizontal patterns. You can do all sorts of cool stuff with it, and that's gotten a lot of interest on this particular show. Absolutely. I think one of the coolest things about your guys' brand is the whole modularity aspect of just yeah. scalable and doing whatever you want. Can you talk a little bit about the dimmers and some of that stuff that goes with each product? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our dimmers are, um, uh, we have manual dimmers and we have DMX systems, so it's, again, very scalable. We have our economical dimmer, uh, which is our, uh, our micro line, and that is in single color and in hybrid. And the hybrid, the hybrid micro, which is new for this show, is uh, at retail at $199, so that's retail price, um, but uh, allows you to use any of our hybrid light ribbon uh, or our light sticks and uh, be able to have color control and dimming control. Um, then we also have our pro line, which is uh, much more robust construction, but um, has built-in effects. It's our new Series 3 dimmer, so it's got built-in lighting effects like Fire Flicker and Paparazzi, which are two effects that we get a lot of requests for. Um, so we can simulate a strobe light, we can, we can do uh, fire flicker gags. And we also have our chroma dimmer, so if you, you're using uh, RGB or RGBA, any of those kind of LED uh, products, you can uh, control hue, control saturation, desaturation, and overall intensity with four knobs. So really, really nice way to kind of get granular control of color. And then you can also scale it up into DMX, which we have uh, full DMX systems, which is what normally most of the, our uh, large productions use. And uh, we have a wireless system that goes with that also. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of different options. As well. That's awesome, man. Is there anything you could tease out feature-wise, what you're looking at uh, starting up? Oh, uh, work-wise? Uh, I mean, as far as the LEDs. Oh, um, you mean like new product? I mean, you could go either way with this. You just brought up a good point. Work-wise, any projects that you guys are oh, connected with? Oh, working on now? Oh, yeah. I mean, we got, um, geez, let's see. There's a lot. There's a lot of different projects going on. Um, there is, uh, I'm totally blanking out right now, but uh, yeah, um, we're, uh, well, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, we're working with the, the team on Spider-Man. Uh, we do a lot of stuff with Marvel. We do a lot of that kind of stuff. We're uh, um, working stuff on a new Transformers movie that's just coming out. Um, we've got, uh, uh, we just finished a bunch of stuff on the, it's a huge install. I'm really looking forward to it. It's coming out in, in Christmas. It's a movie called Passengers with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. And... Um, uh, Rodrigo Prieto was a DP on it. There's a lot of integration on that particular set. Really, really interesting stuff. I've never seen any production integrate at that level. So it's really pretty interesting. So there's a lot of uh, new stuff. And we did a bunch of stuff on uh, um, uh, a lot of commercials and things like that. So, yeah. Very cool. What about new products? Anything that's not here that maybe is in development? Oh, yeah. We always got stuff back in the lab. Uh, you know, um, we're certainly looking at always uh, making our... Uh, you know, a show like this is great because we get a lot of customer feedback. 
we get a lot of ideas that we come from in this. And so we're taking a lot of the uh, light tile product and scaling it to different sizes and things like that. So it's, uh, um, and, we're all, and we're also working on additional color mixing, not other than bicolor, RGBA, RGBW, we're developing our own color system to go with that too, so yeah. Awesome, so light gear, if you want modular, LEDs for any side of any sort of budget. Yeah, pretty much anything here. So they work on big budget stuff, but it can work on your stuff as well. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Alex. Here we are at the Autel Robotics. They have a setup. Uh, to paint a picture here, there's a giant net. A lot of the drone companies have these giant nets where they're trying these things out. If you're looking for something different, uh, a lot of you guys that have listened to our show know about 3DR, you know about DJI. We got some new stuff on the floor. It's really cool, and we are here with Natalie to talk about it. Natalie, tell us about what you guys offer, how you're different, go. Hi, so we um, offer our X-Star series of drones are currently on the market. Uh, one of my favorite differentiators is that we really emphasize modular design for all of our products. We're showing not only the XR, but a couple of prototypes of a huge fixed wing Kestrel vertical takeoff and landing drone, as well as a handheld gimbal stabilizer. All of these platforms were really interested in being able to customize these, um, customize the product so that people, users will be able to uh, imagine what use cases they could have. We can build separate mounts, but it's also really good for service and repair. We really emphasize that seven days a week, customer support based in the U.S., try to remain as close to the customer as possible. That's awesome. Now, what is the price point of these guys coming in on? You've got some here that are white. You've got one that's kind of an iconic orange color. These things look great, look like they're flying great. What is, uh, what is the price point and, and what comes with that? Talk a little bit about the camera. We have two different models in our XR series. They're both 4K camera models with three axis stabilized gimbals. Um, the XR Premium is the higher model and that comes with a uh, semi-hard carrying case. It's really nice. Um, and a 64 gigabyte memory card. And that one gets a 1.25 mile range. And that whole thing, including the remote controller, everything you need to fly is $899 on uh, right now it's available through Amazon, B&H, Adorama, and Focus Camera for that price point. Our other model is the X-Star. That one is a Wi-Fi model, so it gets a 0.6 mile range, does not come with the carrying case, and is a 16 gigabyte memory card. That one goes for $699 on those same uh, channels. Wow, so really competitive stuff, guys. If you're looking for some new alternatives, some new names in the game, these guys look like they're going to be around for a while. Now, over here to our left, is this crazy apparatus. Looks like a small tripod. It's like a handheld, gimbal-controlled, steady cam. What are we looking at? So this is a prototype of our newest product. Uh, what we're doing here at NAB shows, we're really asking for that customer feedback to see what kind of use cases or features people would like to see in this kind of technology. But uh, basically, what it does is it stabilizes your footage. So no matter what you're doing, you get something really smooth, professional, crisp, it still has that 4K camera, um, and you have a, different, a couple different modes to lock in uh, depending on what you're trying to shoot, how you want to control your footage. Now this particular device looks like it's set up for a phone of some sort, maybe connected to it. Does it only record straight to an iOS or a phone platform, or can you put some other sort of uh, camera device on there? Talk about the compatibility. So what it actually does is it records to a micro SD card. Um, and the phone mount you see here, that's what will, uh, with a companion mobile app for iOS and Android, will be your monitor and will also allow you to get into the camera settings and the gimbal settings adjust kind of the sensitivity um, and, you know, really fine tune what you're doing with your camera. 
So this is a great little run and gun film tool that anybody could keep in their kit. It's small, it's about the size of like a Maglite flashlight. This thing could have some unbelievable opportunities. Do we have a price point or a projected price point on this thing just yet? At this point, no, we do not have a projected price point. Uh, I will say that it will be competitive with similar products that are on the market. And I really encourage anybody to check out our website, autelrobotics.com, follow us on social media. It's all our Twitter, Instagram handles are at autelrobotics, uh, A-U-T-E-L-R-O-B-O-T-I-C-S for the latest information on all of our products. Excellent. Thanks so much. And I have a feeling that maybe you guys will show up on our podcast sometime throughout the year. Is that something? Can I get a verbal commitment for our listeners that you guys are going to come back, especially when this little guy drops, to talk more about it? I say just call me. Yeah. Excellent. You heard it first on the NAB show floor. Thanks so much. Have a great show. Thanks. You too. Cheers. Hey, it's Alex, Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon, here at Matthews Studio Equipment at NAB 2016, and I'm here with... Tyler Phillips from Matthews, and um, glad to be here. Sweet, man. Well, we use all your gear all the time, super reliable, heavy duty. What is new? Sweet. Um, yeah, the newest thing we have, uh, we're showing here at NAB, is the Infinity Arm. The Infinity Arm is an articulating arm, similar to uh, like a Noga arm, but... Um, a lot better because of its strength and versatility. Um, it's rated to hold 20 plus pounds and uh, you have interchangeable tips. So literally the tips can uh, be switched out for 3 8 quarter 20, uh, 5 8 and various clamps. It's great for rigging cameras in weird spots um, or lights and monitors off of cameras. And uh, it's been a huge, huge success here at uh, here at the show. Sweet. Does it come in one size or is it? Uh, can you extend it? Yeah, one size for now at uh, 10 inches, uh, but in the future we plan on uh, having a smaller and a larger size. Sweet. What makes up for the, the strength uh, and so it doesn't slip? Um, well, you've got uh, precision rods built inside that actually press up against the, uh, the cups that, um, that, that, that force the balls to jam up and hold. And on top of that, you've got the rosettes built into the center, which you won't find in any other arm. And then um, the, uh, the actual threads on the center knob are really fine, so it gives you a lot of torque, which allows you to hold at least 20 pounds. That's exciting, man. That's, uh, yeah, I could see the, a lot of uses for that, especially for, like you said, camera rigging and, and the like. What's this behind you? Uh, this is the Duty Dolly. The uh, Duty Dolly, uh, funny name, but named after the inventor James Salduti. Um, it's the lowest working dolly available on the market at just two inches above ground level. Um, it'll roll flat on any flat surface. Um, you can direct mount your fluid head to it, um, and on top of that, you can put it on you know regular light stands or or um, slider stands. And uh, the cool thing about the dolly is it'll ride on any kind of track, whether it's right angle iron, round tube, or even square. Um, so whatever you have in your truck or whatever you can find at Home Depot makes perfect expendable track for you. Um, you can undersling your camera off of it when used on stands, um, and you can even put a seat on it with a bazooka and ride it like a normal dolly. It's uh, been another big hit here at the show. That's amazing. So I see it's uh, what Mitchell mount, and then you've got adapters. Yeah, standard Mitchell mount, uh, CNC'd or machined into the plate, um, and then from there you can uh, adapt. You know, 7500 and 150 bowl mounts. Wow, that's exciting. Uh, what else? Uh, the next thing would be um, our wedge plate. 
So the wedge is basically a hi-hat, but with three leveling legs uh, on a triangular plate that has both tapped and non-tapped holes all throughout for different rigging, whether you're going to put a uh, regular ball head on it or uh, a fluid head ball mount. Um, great for putting cameras in spots like rocks and sand and dirt and on any uneven surface. And uh, you know, if you if you want to rig it even to a car hood, you could do that just by screwing in some baby pins, using a few suction cups and some and some grip arms. It, it would make a great car mount as well. Um, and that's been another big success here at the show. Wow, man! So you guys got all sorts of new stuff. Uh, anything you can tease out? What's what's the direction? What's the new hot stuff that everybody wants? That you know, where are you going next? Um, I think we're going to continue on with more camera support. Uh, you know, more more slider, more camera support, whether it's uh, uh, things that will adapt to fluid heads or things that will basically make your, your production faster and safer. Um, you know, like, for example, we've got a new cart we're working on called the carry cart. It's all based around standard grip equipment, and it can, you know, be built how you want it. You start at the base, you work your way up by adding the risers and different shelves, and you can mount your gimbal mounts or your steady cam, or you can even mount a slider or a Dana dolly on top of it. Roll around your cart with all, all your gear on it, get your coverage and your shot uh, or your interview, and then roll to the next location, and uh, and you're off and running. And you know that's our direction right now. Besides grip and lighting control, is 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 camera support and. Uh, We'll continue to be really heavy on that in the future. Sweet, man. Well, it sounds like you got a, a bunch of really cool, innovative stuff. Uh, can't wait for more, and I really appreciate you talking to us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Alex. Right, cheers. Thanks, Alex. I am over here at the Cineo booth. This is crazy. They have a giant light that's bigger than a living room. They've got all sorts of stuff, but they got some great products for working filmmakers that listen to this show. And I am here with Anna. What's up? Not much. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Excellent. So NAB is always electric. A lot of crowds, a lot of things happening. What are the things that uh, are really applicable to that filmmaker who's a run and gun, maybe a freelancer, maybe a small production company? You know, our listeners aren't these mega you know, production companies. What's the thing that you guys have that's really great quality that's going to help them do their job? Sure, yeah. So we tend to play in both fields. We do big studio fixtures for, you know, large-scale motion picture productions. And we make, um, you know, fixtures for the on-the-go shooter who maybe has less of a budget. But what we don't, we don't compromise on quality between those two lines. Um, what you're getting that they're using on Marvel movies is the exact same technology that, you know, you get when you buy one of our smaller fixtures. So um, the one that we're talking about right now is the Cineo Maverick. This is our largest portable offering. Um, and it has a pretty good kick for a fixture that you can put a battery on. Uh, you can run it on an Anton Bauer or a V-Lock battery, and uh, you'll get almost 1.5K equivalent output. You know, it's not a direct comparison, but uh, it's a nice soft source, uh, but it's in a really compact package. It weighs about five pounds. Uh, you can stick it in a Pelican case. It's really... Uh, you can throw some handles on it and, you know, just kind of aim it where you need it. It's really, really good for traveling and people who need something that they can use remotely. Um, so it's a remote, remote phosphor technology fixture. Uh, remote phosphor is great because it's super color accurate, super bright. Uh, people just tend to look really nice under them. 
uh, particularly female talent, has uh, been known to request our lights just because it is so flattering to the skin. Um, these. We'll let you get your breath here. Yeah. So one of the things to the listeners I'm looking at, these things are made, I mean, they look so and feel so durable. This isn't something that you're going to have to worry about, you know, if you're tossing it in the in the case for the go. You're not going to break this thing. It's really made well. Talk to me a little bit about that durability. Now, do will this only mount on, because right now you have it on a pretty massive stand. Uh, what kind of stands will this mount on? Is there adapters? How flexible is it to kind of modify? Um, it's pretty flexible. The, we sell a travel kit that comes with a Kupo handy stand, which is a pretty compact little guy. Um, you can really use any kind of stand adapter. The yoke has multiple mounting options. Um, and like I said, it's so durable, you can really just toss it around. Um, the remote phosphor panels themselves, which are how you control your color temperature, uh, don't tell my boss, but one time I ran over some with my car and nothing happened. <laughs> so, wow, that is amazing. I mean, don't run over them with your car, but avoid that. But <laughs> So uh, you talk, talk to me about this travel kit. That sounds like right something right up the alley of our listeners. What does that look like? What's yeah. it cost? What's, what are we looking at to get in on this? So uh, the travel kit pricing is $29.95. Um, we've recently done some upgrades on Maverick. It now has a built-in DMX uh, capabilities, whereas it used to be a separate module that you had to buy. Um, it is. It has something called now called Smart Power, which means that you can run it on a standard capacity battery or a high capacity battery without blowing your battery. It will adapt. Um, so the travel kit is you get the fixture, the yoke, uh, you get two remote phosphor panels, you get 3200K and 5600K, you get a stand, you get some barn doors, and you get a power supply. Wow, and that all comes to, what was it, 29? 29.95. Oh, and a battery plate as well, Anton Bauer or V-Lock. Wow, that is great. Now, the other thing I'm looking at over here are some of these little guys. You got these, like, light sticks and these other little tiny guys. Uh, talk a little bit about those. Who's buying this type of thing? Uh, yeah, so these are great. Uh, the Matchbox is my personal favorite fixture. That one is intended more for on-camera use, but it is really, really punchy for something that size. It's the size of your typical sun gun, um, but it gives so much more output, and it's really, really high-quality light. Um, the Matchsticks are also really fun. Those are super versatile for a bunch of applications. People use them a lot for car lighting, uh, teleprompter lighting, some kind of hair light separation from a green screen, anywhere you need to hide a light. Like if you have a character that needs to be looking at a cell phone, needs some light on the face, a matchstick is perfect for that. Um, so yeah, they get a surprising amount of play in broadcast, but uh, mostly it's your indie filmmakers, your wedding videographers, you know, people who need lights that are super versatile that you can mount anywhere. That's wonderful. Now, where can people find these products? Can they? Is it available at B&H? Do they go to your website? Where, where can we send them? Yeah, uh, go to our website, www.cineoLighting.com, and uh, we're available from all the major online resellers. There's a whole list, B&H, Adorama, um, all, any, pretty much anywhere you can think of. Excellent. Now, the next question our listeners really want to know is, do you drink bourbon? And if so, what's your fave? I do drink bourbon, and I'm worried I'm going to embarrass myself right now because... I know there's like whiskey bourbon and I, so I like Knob Creek, is that good? Yeah. Okay, Knob Creek. I'm a, usually at bars I order Maker's Mark, but Knob Creek is my favorite. Nice, we have a bourbon aficionado here. I'll tell you what, you are so kind to being on the show. Uh, I have a feeling you guys might be back on the show. We've got 52 weeks of content. We'd love to have you guys come back. Can I, can I get a, a maybe, a verbal maybe from the NOB, NAB show floor, Cincinio, make an appearance on the show later in the year. I'll give you a solid maybe. <laughs> Excellent. We'll make sure to send you some bourbon. <laughs> Have a great show. Great. Cheers. <laughs>
Hey, it's Alex with Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon here at Panasonic at NAB. Who do we got? I'm Jim Wickheiser. I'm group manager for, uh, of marketing. Excellent. Any new offerings that Panasonic can tease out? Well, we have a couple new offerings. We have the uh, new uh, UX series of uh, 4K handheld cameras. So again, 4K is growing in popularity, and we have some new uh, two new handheld cameras that we're going to bring to market uh, later this year. Uh, they're true uh, handheld cameras with the, an integrated lens. One has up to a uh, 20x zoom, so kind of a, a great wide zoom for, for 4K. Uh, the other one has a, a 15x zoom. So they'll be uh, available uh, come uh, early fall. Excellent. What are kind of like the file formats and recordings on those? Uh, it's, it's your typical, uh, you know, uh, 24p, 25, 30, 60. Sweet. And is it um, your Panasonic's, so what, what uh, like not ProRes or AVC or any of those? Uh, no, we're, we're actually not talking about what the recording format is yet. It's just basically the same one as on our uh, DVX200. Excellent. Cool. Can you tell us, so we've been look, hearing a lot about the uh, Vericam LT. Yeah, the Vericam LT is really taking off. People love the smaller form factor. It's more compact. Uh, it's uh, lighter, so it's more mobile for shooting proje uh, projects. It has uh, a the core features of the, the Vericam 35, which is which is now being used for uh, a variety of television shows. Movies are being shot at. We have a whole uh, uh, bunch of projects we're showing in, in our digital uh, our digital similar here at uh, NAB that have been shot on the. Uh, on the LT as well as the 35, uh, and it's it's also a, a more affordable camera. Uh, it's a less expensive camera than the 35, so uh, you know people are really uh, loving the size, the new size, the more portability. They can get tighter shots. They can put the camera in the car, you know, get close-ups that they they couldn't with the the larger camera. So it's it's going great. We're gonna you know you, you go around the corner, you'll see a a huge. Uh, a huge throng of people uh, around uh, around the uh, LT exhibits. Very cool. Are you guys going to, obviously going after like the gimbal and aerial markets and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. We have a Movi rig. Uh, we have it on a bit on a, a drone from Team Five. Uh, it's very mobile. That's kind of what the uh, you know the beauty of, of the LT is. It's so mobile. It's so portable, and it fits on you know all, you know rigs and gimbals and. It's it's a, it's a, just a, a really mobile uh, camera. Excellent. We see behind you uh, innovation in Olympic Games broadcasting. What's all this about? Well, Panasonic. Uh, I'm, people may be surprised that Panasonic has been a basically the the main equipment supplier for the Olympic Games since 1992, all the way to uh, uh, Barcelona in 1992. So we've uh, basically supplied the host broadcaster, which host broadcaster records all the events. Uh, of the Olympics because a lot of the rights-paying uh, uh, countries, rights-paying uh, uh, broadcasters like NBC, they don't have crews. They don't have. Uh, they don't. Ha they don't cover every event. So the host broadcaster uh, covers all the events. So we, we've been the, the main uh, uh, equipment supplier of the Olympics from 1992, and we have. We'll have a big presence at, at uh, the Rio Games, and we'll be doing. Uh, and a lot of our. 4K equipment will be used uh, at the games, as well as uh, you'll see over here uh, some 8K equipment. So NHK will be shooting some of the uh, real games in 8K. So uh, you know, we, we our monitor and our recorder will be used to uh, in the 8K recording by NHK. That's excellent. Speaking of monitors, are there any new uh, monitor offerings out? I mean, we use the you know the 17 inches on set. Okay, cool. I mean, it's going to be a staple for a long time. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great monitor, but we, we don't have any uh, new monitor offerings at the show at this time. Cool, excellent. Well, hey, thank you so much. Uh, have a good show, and hope everything goes well. Great, thank you very much. Hey, thanks, Alex. We are here at the SERP booth. As you know, it, these guys are awesome. They create some of the coolest stuff. We use it. We love it. We are here with Fez. What's up, my man? Hi, man. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for uh, seeing us today. Excellent. So it's NAB. It's always electric. Big crowds. You guys' booth seems to get bigger and bigger each year. What's new? What are you guys pushing? What are people really interested in? Uh, cool. Well, I guess the main uh, thing with us is that our products are sort of integratable with each other. And uh, this year we sort of got our new pan tilt bracket, which allows uh, the two axis with our Genie Minis. Put that on the Genie, you got three axis, and uh, we got our multi-axis control in the app. That is awesome. Talk a little bit more about the multi-axis control in the app. What have you done? Is this uh, just is it an upgrade? Is it something where it's uh, you got to you know upgrade the firmware? Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of an upgrade and, and an improvement really. Uh, with with the, with the Genie on its own, you hadn't been able to drive it. You still can't drive that on its own. But when you connect it with the Genie Minis, it connects to its Bluetooth, and basically, yeah, you can program your pan, tilt, track, and uh, all your all your functions and speed parameters, all that sort of thing. Awesome. And you guys also have the, the sort of the, the contraption, the tree hanging contraption thing. How's that thing going? Is that, that's a, I assume that's available now and anybody can get that? Uh, yeah, well, actually, this will be ready to ship in about uh, six to eight weeks. It's uh, in production right now, and we're pretty excited about it. Uh, everyone, everyone stops by and talks about it, and, yeah, we're super stoked with that. So talk about that. What is, what is the official name for that, and how does it work? Uh, do you have to, you know, can you use your own string and wire? Is it, is, it a, is it a clamp? Is there a limit to how big it can wrap around? Talk about it. All right. Now, well, it comes as a full kit, so you get all the ropes, the carriage, and the wheels. It all breaks down into this little, little bag that we've designed, super portable, and uh, you can attach it to, yeah, trees, poles, uh, posts, anything really. Uh, we've put it on bridges and... All sorts of crazy stuff. Anything you can sort of imagine, really. Yeah, yeah. Super easy to set up too, and uh, yeah, super fun. Nice. Now I got to ask you something. The last time we had, uh, you know, some other uh, New Zealanders, some some NZs uh, from Whipster on the show. It was early in the morning, and uh, Rolo was saying he had uh, bourbon in his coffee, and he said actually that's what they call a New Zealand coffee. Now is this is he messing with us, or is this such a thing? Do you guys have a, a New Zealand coffee bourbon drink? Yeah, I didn't know he was letting out all our secrets with, with, with how we drink our coffee, but yeah, there's definitely a few uh, interesting brews going on back home for sure. Um, but we ain't picky. We have our whiskey anyway, really. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. You guys are the best. You've always been a, a big fan of the show. We thank you a lot, and we've told everybody about this stuff. And uh, as they say at NAB, have a great show, mate. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Cheers. <laughs> Hey, it's Alex here at the Light Panels booth at NAB 2016, and I'm here with Alan. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Good. So what are you guys debuting? What's new? What do you got? So this year we're really excited to introduce an expansion on the popular Astro family. Last year we expanded the family with less intensity units for those that may be shooting on a budget or not, may not need the high output of the original Astro that we introduced. Um, so expanding on it, we have introduced the, the now Astra Soft 1x1 bicolor. And it's, uh, as, as a, the name suggests, it's a soft panel that's bicolor that you can adjust from daylight and tungsten anywhere in between. And you also have the ability to dim like all of the products that we offer, which is 
um, dimmability from the intensity of 100% all the way down to zero. No noticeable color shift throughout that range, and it's flicker-free at any frame rate in, or any shutter angle, so it's great for shooting with high speed. That's excellent. And so what makes it a soft panel? Because I'm looking at it here, and it seems like it's a little thicker than the original Astra. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. It's What we're doing is we're incorporating a medium diffusion panel, and it's sitting in front of the same surface mount, high TLCI, high CRI rated LEDs, uh, but we're spacing them further apart to create that diffusion and also uh, that soft wraparound capability. Um, we've helped introduce LEDs to this image capture space and it's kind of set like wildfire. So we, we have the experience, we have the know-how, um, and basically when you're setting diffusion right on top of the LEDs, it's less effective than having that space. That's why you, when you look at a softbox or a, a light bank, it's got that distance because it needs that, um, it needs that space to kind of take full effect. Excellent. Do you lose uh, a lot of intensity out of it, obviously? I mean, what, what are some of the pros and cons of doing this? So yeah, you do lose a little bit of throw in the illumination. Um, and because you're pushing through a, diffuse, a diffusion in general, um, you are losing some intensity. Um, but what you're losing in throw of light, you're gaining in the wider beam angle. Um, so we have accessories to help shape and, and um, control that light spill if you, if you don't want it to spill onto set walls or if you don't want it to set on other talents. Then we have a variety of honeycomb grids to help focus that light and, and protect it from any spill. We have barn doors as well. Um, what we've noticed people are doing is using soft panels with a soft box to have it even more soft to make it that as the people do when they kiss their fingers and go Mwah, right it's that beautiful soft light right <laughs> that's awesome for beauty for all sorts of things that's great yeah it's perfect for lighting talent it's, it's great flattering light for female talent um, it really makes uh, makes women look beautiful and if they have a, a great makeup job done if you're on a makeup commercial shoot or something like that then it's really a, a good tool to use to help accentuate that. Yeah, and that's cool. You're eliminating grip gear. You're kind of getting a little more compact package and just the ability to move quicker. So that's cool. What are, uh, what are the Astra Soft running right now price-wise? Price-wise, uh, list price is $1,800. Um, and um, if you want to go battery power, we have optional battery plates and, and other accessories. Um, one thing I wanted to mention as well is they sh what they share in the Astra family is the modular concept and that basically means you can do the batteries as I mentioned so you could have mobile, you're not tethered to a, a wall or an extension cord, but they also have the ability to add communications modules. So if you want to control your light with a DMX uh, control board, we have a 5-pin XLR, we have an RJ45. Um, module as well and what's really cool and in, in high-tech is the Bluetooth communications module it's this uh, module that you slide in and it's got a simple pairing process and through your Apple device you can control the intensity the color temperature you can group the lights together you can um, rename the group so it's easy to identify so if you, you could do up to maybe 14 lights and if you have let's say three or four as a, a, a backlight or an edge light you can group those together, control them all at once. So it's really, uh, we think it's gonna really help 
filmmakers and videographers or video producers work faster. Yeah, man, that sounds really powerful. As always, your, your guys build quality and, and your support. Everything's been fantastic. We have a few of the old one-by-ones, pre-Astra back at the shop, so that's really cool. Uh, some of the things we like to ask on the show, uh, are you guys watching anything? Like, what are you watching when you go home? I love talking about this stuff because it's like, um, not that we're judging anybody for what they watch, but it's also a way of going, oh, taking recommendations, right? So what I'm watching right now is Daredevil. Um, I fell um, behind and I had to watch the whole first season while I just caught on about the second season. So I'm on second season now. Super excited about that. Um, I'm devastated with everybody else in the world with what's going on with Walking Dead. <laughs> um, can't wait for that to come back and they do such a great job. Um, of keeping us on the edge they're in this place now I won't spoil anything but yeah I'm excited about that House of Cards is awesome for me um, what else am I watching I watched a couple of other things I just don't remember their names that's awesome man obviously uh, so our show is called Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon and I gotta bring it up are you a bourbon fan if so what do you like I love bourbon I love whiskey um, in general so I currently have a bottle of Blanton's in my hotel room. I, I travel with it um, because after a long day, it's nice to have a sip or two. And I uh, love the taste. Um, I, you know, I'm not too picky, but you know, Makers is always a good uh, everyday drinking thing. And um, uh, Basil Hayden's also awesome. What else? There's a lot of other ones, I'm sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, hey, we thank you so much for uh, you know letting us check out these new products. If people aren't can't make it to the show and they want to learn more about them, where can they go? Uh, so we're active all over the world um, on social media with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, for the professionals out there, we're on LinkedIn, and also um, our face. Or I'm sorry, we already said Facebook. Um, our website, LightPanels.com. Excellent, man. Well, thank you so much, uh, Alan, and have a great show, and we look forward to talking to you later. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you. It was really fun talking to you, and, and looking forward to the next one. Thanks. Let's kick it back to Brandon and see what he's got. Hey, thanks, Alex. I am over here at the Pelican booth. You guessed it, the guys who make the stuff that protects our gear. I am here with John. John, what is new at NAB this year? What are you guys putting out there? How are you connecting with the filmmakers? Well, what's significant today for us, something over the years, uh, being with Pelican, we've always been the leaders in protection, durability, robust design. Uh, feedback we've had for a number of years, love your cases, we'll always use your cases. Can you make it lighter? Can you make it lighter without uh, compromise and protection? Well, now, 2016, we're here to say yes, we can. Okay, We have six new sizes, uh, six new sizes out there, up to 40% lighter. Um, in some of our existing models, we're not uh, compromising not compromising anything in durability, up to 40% lighter. Uh, what we're doing is offering a new proprietary uh, plastic that's much stronger, a little bit more light, a little bit lighter. We're also taking away from the product in certain areas without compromising the integrity of the product. So six different sizes. Look for this in the next 12 to 16 months. We'll continue on with this up to more, uh, up to about 12 different sizes. Wow, that is great. You know, one of the things that I always hear from, from a lot of filmmakers is the ability to sort of make their own case work for them. And I'm looking right here, you know, you guys, I know, have offered some things in the past and you've got some separators and stuff. When you get the stock case, are there separators? Is it just a, a, a big box? Talk about how people can get their customization. 
Well, there's a lot. There's off-the-shelf solutions, uh, which people have used our products for the years. Uh, we have new divider sets out here that we're just launching. Our new Trek Pack design, which is a much more uh, a much more robust design. We're utilizing a polyethylene foam uh, with a rigid coroplast. Uh, much more better aesthetics, better professional appearance. Uh, we also have custom custom interior uh, customization. Um, possibilities as well. We have that capability. Uh, within the summer months, we will have a new uh, online program that allow the average user to come on and customize their product for a one-off solution. That's awesome. Now, our listeners are probably wondering, do you have any special cases for their favorite bourbons or collection bourbons that anything to protect those uh, collections they have? By all means, we have six new sizes of lighter cases that'll keep your bourbon the way you want it. Excellent. That's great. You heard it first here at Pelican NAB. It's about lighter. It's about stronger. Thanks so much. Have a great show. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it. Hey, what's up? It's Alex with Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon down here on the NAB floor with Cliff Stommel from Attic C2S. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's good to see you. Yeah, okay. So tell me a little bit about your product. So the Attic C2S is a CFast to SSD solution designed specifically for the Blackmagic Ursa series camera, the Ursa and the Ursa Mini both. And um, it, it allows you to use you know, pro-level SSDs by SanDisk or Samsung in the camera in the place of CFast cards, all the way up to two terabytes per bay, which eliminates the limited restricted, you know, super restricted time that you could record onto the CFast cards. Otherwise, instead of getting six or 12 minutes on uncompressed raw, you get literally two hours per two terabyte SSD. So if you want to shoot uncompressed, you can do that now. If you want to use standard SATA, um, you know, backup drive solutions in post-production, you can do that. You don't have to use card readers. You can drop it right in a card, you know, into a drive bay or a, or a drive duplicator, and send footage off with your with your um, you know your editor and your your you know producer and whatever have you. So it's really a, it's a post-production workflow solution as well as an onset record time extension solution um, for those who are you know looking for a cost-saving solution that you know will for people who are shooting tons and tons of footage anyway. Um, once you have the unit, you know, even at the 256 gig level, you're saving about 500 bucks per card to buy SSDs instead of CFast cards. So um, I've heard it referred to as a CFast card eliminator, and I find that extremely flattering. Um, but more than anything, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to use SSDs, which have been around forever, and the pro-level versions are just outstanding. Um, and, you know, we, we built it for our own productions, you know, at, at Stommel House in Indianapolis, Indiana. And, you know, once we had it up and operational, we're using it on our own sets, you know, we kept getting all this feedback saying, you know, what the heck is that? We got to, you know, we, we need to have that. So we went public with it. Now we're on B&H, now we're at NAB, and, you know, it's just, a, it's been a roller coaster, and we're, we're, we're glad to be providing something like this for the community. Absolutely, man. Congratulations, first of all. That's a huge accomplishment to, you know, bring it this far. Is, uh, it's, it's a workaround, right? It's not like you're hacking something. It's, I mean, have you gotten the blessings from Black Magic? Can you speak about that? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's actually a, it's a totally plug-and-play system. You don't have to hack your camera. You don't have to modify your firmware or anything like that. Uh, Blackmagic's aware of it. They think it's pretty cool. And, I mean, I know that if you go to, I believe if you actually go to the booth and talk to them about it, they'll they'll likely tell you, oh, yeah, that's the solution. And, you know, we, we've given them a unit to test. We've not heard anything back from them saying, oh, you know, we, we can't you know support this or anything like that. So they know about it. They like it. They think it's really cool that something like this is out there for people who do want to avoid either the CFAS prices or the limited record times. And, um, and yeah, you know, we... 
I'm like a like a super geek that comes from the world of like building computers and stuff, and then you know into photography and into into film. So like I, I don't own a camera that isn't modified. I you know I used to shoot on Magic Lantern RAW with the 5D3. I got stuff for hacked for infrared, like uh, you know hardware hacked for infrared. And this is the first sort of camera hack that I developed that was truly plug and play that I could hand to someone and they could use. So you know between that and obviously the you know the public outcry for a CFast solution. Um, I was like, we got to go public with this. So that's how this thing you know, came, into, came into being. And you know, Blackmagic's seen it, they love it, and you know, the community is really responding well to it. That's awesome. Are there any issues uh, as far as does it, does it recognize just as CFast? Does it, you have to do some different thing with the SSD? So yeah, when you, uh, when you plug this into the camera and you power it off of the 12-volt you know, D-tap or whatever directly, uh, the camera actually thinks that the SSDs are CFast cards. You can format them right in camera. And basically the way that I describe it to oversimplify is, you know, once the attic introduces the SSDs to the camera, introduces the camera to the SSDs, it gets out of the way. And everything about it is managed directly in camera. So there's no screwing around with another interface, there's not another screen to suck power. It's just, it's a box with a button with SSDs and everything else is done in camera. Nothing special you need to do. Um, the only thing I would say is, you know, stick to Pro SSDs, the SanDisk Extreme, SanDisk Extreme Pros or the Samsung 850 Pros, and you'll be good to go. You know, you wouldn't put a CFast 1.0 in your camera. Don't put a bargain bin SSD, especially when you're already looking at saving. You know, even at the $500 a card mark, don't risk your data over another 20 bucks. I agree completely. Uh, can you talk a little bit about build quality? Yeah. So. The model that we've got right now is the the you know the entry to market model that's uh, totally rock solid. It is entirely made of plastic. We have a fingerprint resistant acrylic sheet that we use to sort of create all the the, the scaffolding and the external plating. Uh, it's all chemically welded together. So by the time that it's actually built, it's a solid block. We have these two um, ABS plastic sort of runners or exo brackets, which are also chemically welded to the outside of the plate. So by the time that it's all built. It's a chemically welded solid plastic block with ABS protective uh, runners and a fingerprint resistant surface. So it's gonna you know, it's gonna keep that clean sort of professional look, and you know the the runners keep it from you know coming into any problems when it gets you know hit or dropped or whatever have you. Excellent. Uh, what about power draw? Does it completely drain your batteries when you plug it in? Totally doesn't actually. We had someone came by earlier with one of those uh, switchronics that shows you the little readout on the back. So the battery went from three hours with just the camera on. They switched it on with a pair of SSDs in, and it, get, and it dropped down to two hours and 50 minutes, which is not that big a deal. And then when they hit record, with the camera you know, actively processing the compression for ProRes and the, the SSDs actively writing the files, the, the battery runtime went down from two hours and 50 minutes to two hours and 40 minutes. So the, the power draw is really very minimal. Um, he was telling us, you know, oh, when I, you know, when I, when I have my Shogun on or some big seven-inch monitor, like a, like a, like the, the small HD seven-inch or whatever, he's like, the battery drops to like an hour and a half. It like cuts it in half. So he was like, I, he's like, I can't believe how little power this thing draws. Dude, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. I mean, it looks like a fantastic product. So for our listeners, again, it's the Attic C2S, and it basically allows you to use SSDs in place of CFast 2.0 cards for the Ursa and Ursa Mini, which saves you a ton of money, extends your records time. I mean, it's just a great product. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you, and have a good show. Appreciate it. All right, let's see what Brandon's got. Hey, thanks, Alex. I appreciate it. I'm actually over here at the Kessler booth on the floor. There's so many cranes. I think I'm about to get hit by a crane. Just a second. Wait a second. We are here with Eric. Eric, what's up, man? How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Awesome. Now, you guys are known for your sliders, your cine tools, you've got dollies, you've got some new crazy huge projects, you've got some nice little small things for the run and gum filmmaker. 
What are the things that you guys are pushing at this show? What's exciting? What are you hearing on the floor? Okay, so uh, probably our biggest product right now is our second shooter that we currently have out. So we have a second version of that called Second Shooter Plus. Same basic product with a lot of new features. So we have some dedicated buttons just for your even easier setup. It's got Wi-Fi capabilities, so that means our iPad Chaos app will now run that wirelessly. Uh, it has I.O. support, so a lot of our guys are doing day-to-night time lapses and they use external ball ramping type devices, so that will interface. Uh, it has two expansion ports, so you can link up to three of them together to give you nine axis control or use our new uh, DCC, which is our uh, digital control center joystick system. That is awesome. Now, those products are they in it? Are they you know unattainable? Are they affordable? Talk about where some of your things come in on the price range. Sure. So, second shooter was made to be extremely affordable and, and super simple to set up. Uh, you can buy a one-axis system for right around eight hundred dollars, and then a full three-axis system for right around thirteen ninety-nine, I believe. Uh, and it's expandable. So, you, you start off with three set, uh, three axis. Later on, you want to add zoom and focus motors. You buy another controller, link them together, and now you have a six-axis system that has all the control power of Cinedrive if you want it, so creating all kinds of crazy dynamic moves, or you can just go down to a simple A-B move right on the controller and be up and running in literally seconds. Wow, that's amazing. Now, is uh, is motion control really a thing? It seems like you guys are fully invested in that. Uh, are people, you know, obviously you, you make some of the traditional sliders and dollies, the pocket dolly, those sort of things. Uh, are you really seeing people wanting that motorized control and the ability if they want it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, you know, robotics is has a place in almost every facet in our lives, right? So the biggest thing is uh, guys doing interviews and they want that B cam and want to have some motion going to it, especially small running guns. They don't have the money to maybe afford a second worker. And plus, even if they did, for a guy to stand there for three hours doing a parallax shot would probably drive them nuts, right? So this way you can go over there, set it up. It's going to work all day for you. And now they got this really nice dynamic uh, shot that they can cut to. So it just makes their lives easier. Uh, the the time-lapse guys, absolutely, they want to have all these dynamic moves, uh, focus pull. And, uh, and zooms in their time lapses now is a really big thing. So it just great, uh, gives a lot of versatility and allows the small small uh, business owner to do layered visual effect shots very simply. Excellent. So the real question the listeners want to know is, A, do you drink bourbon? B, do you have a favorite? If not, what is your drink of choice? All right, so I am a bourbon guy. I'm more of a gin guy, but I also do love my bourbon. My favorite's Booker's. Nice. That actually, uh, Alex, my co-host, I gave him, uh, I gave him uh, Booker's for his uh, his aunt, or his uh, wedding gift. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. You guys are great. You're, you've been doing this forever. Everyone knows your name. You're really out there. You create some great tools for working filmmakers. The people that listen to this show, we thank you so much, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Have a great show. All right, awesome. If I can say one more thing, if anybody out there has a bottle of Pappy that they want to sell, call me. <laughs> You heard it first. The guys at Kessler want the goods. All right, cheers. Back to you, Alex. Hey, it's Alex here at the Blue Shape booth at NAB 2016, and I'm standing here with John. What's up? All sorts of neat things, Alex. So thanks for coming by. We, um, we're introducing an additional feature on our line that will be on every battery that we make, which will now be the 11 V-mount models that we had coming into NAB has doubled to 22 and that we're now doing gold mount or three stud option batteries for every member of our line. Additionally, the new batteries, now called the Granite 2, maintain all of the invincibility of the old ones. They're drop proof, they're water resistant, uh, made out of automotive grade resin. The cells are sealed in place before they're put inside. All those features, and we've added two more. We have on the battery, we have the right hand side tap is colored and that indicates that that battery can be charged through that port. 
So instead of buying an expensive charger, if you just have a small need, small battery, or do a lot of traveling, we can take just the basic transformer with the D-tap on it and charge the battery. So that's one of the features that we've added. The other thing that's very exciting is the wire or the Wi-Fi capability on the battery. We have an app on an iPhone that will pick up all the batteries that are within 60 feet of the app, all of the blue shape batteries that are Wi-Fi enabled. The batteries themselves have an LED that blink to show that they're Wi-Fi enabled, in addition to the large front cover with the Wi-Fi emblem. By selecting one of the batteries on that, it brings up a variety of data, but the main thing it gives you is the expected time to empty. So it gives a status of the battery on your phone for any of the batteries that you are using. If the shooter, the assistant camera guy, whoever isn't watching the app and the battery begins to reach a low portion, then it will send an alert to the phone and let you know you need to check it and change it out. So the battery pretty much is keeping the, the camera person advised or the, the director instead of vice versa. Wow, and I could see that really coming into use on you know, multi-camera shoots, if it's up on a crane, if it's you know, all sorts of things. Right, and, and where we've seen a lot of it is that there'll be one or two cameras in use and eight lights. And this way, the lights notify you ahead of time or the batteries on the lights that you need to keep them rolling and you're able to, to not lose a shot because suddenly you lose a camera or a light that ruins it. That's excellent. What about capacities? What do you guys have? We, we still have the same group of capacities. We start with a 65 watt hour, go all the way up to 266 watt hours, which is the largest on-device battery made. We have th uh, three different models of batteries or three different series. We have a blue label. That's a 9 amp to 12 amp service, and that will, that will power the average camera for quite a while, depending on which size you use. There's a red label, that is a 12 amp to 15 amp service. Those are made for, originally made for the red one, but it will power anything up to and including the Vision Research Phantom 4K, uh, which can run off of any one of the batteries in that series. Runs a lot longer with a larger battery, but either ones, any of them are still good. And then we have a green label series, and that is basically the same internal structure as the red label series. So it's a 12 amp to 15 amp service but the D-taps have been sealed and there's a slightly different gasket on it so that it's completely water resistant. That has received an IP65 rating, which basically says you can stand there with a garden hose and pour it over the top and the battery still won't leak. Wow, that's extremely impressive. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, other durability features of some of the granite? Okay, the, the battery, the granite battery was introduced two years ago and it was a complete redesign of our prior battery. The outer case is automotive grade resin. The gasket between the front and back halves is, has a, a track on it, similar to a movie film track, which allows it to absorb shock when it's dropped. The post of where the screws fit on the back, we've doubled the size of those from our previous model and it went from four screws to eight, which means if the battery happens to be dropped and hit on a corner, it doesn't snap the back off. The inside changes are almost as, as great. They, they eliminated all wiring. What used to be a contact tab is now a contact plate that runs the full length of the battery, and it's twice the thickness of what our contact tabs used to be. Uh, lastly, the key thing that blows up airplanes and sinks ships are the cells. We have our cells protected. They are molded into a resin case before they're put into the battery, 
They cannot be bumped and come together or short out, so it's completely protected, and the battery We're going to grab a little drink of water here and clear our throats. But either way, I mean, Granite is, I mean, Blue Shape is offering some very impressive features here. We, it's, it's all sorts of crazy. So the cells being protected by that resin keeps them from coming together. That literally will not short out making contact. The original batteries, when they went into production, were tested in Italy by being dropped from two meters. It's a little more than six foot six inches onto actual concrete, no pad. They dropped that battery 50 times. The case was scratched, was some scuff on the corner. It did not crack, the case was still intact. The battery was still operational. Uh, metered out to specs and was put on the light and it still worked. Wow, that is very cool. So in the battery between the electronics that protect it from overcharge or over discharge with an automatic reset and the design of the battery Pretty much it's going to have a, a full useful life. We have batteries in Europe that have been out for over 900 full cycles, which is seven years at this point plus, and they still have more than 85% of their capacity left. I don't know anybody else that can claim stuff like that. So, well, <laughs> we, 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 are, we like to have the best value for the dollar and, and having the battery last is part of that. Absolutely. What about, uh, last and final thing, what about this bubble pack? The bubble pack is our answer to the ever-changing mini-DV battery situation. Um, it is a 65-watt-hour battery. It is possible to attach it to the bottom of the camera through a tripod-type screw. And the tri does have a receiver, so if you want to mount it on a tripod, the battery just goes in. Um, that, the bubble pack has four taps that are live at all times. Two of them are the standard... 14.8 volt and anybody's D-tap will fit that and power whatever device. The other two are blue in color. They're called a blue tap or a B-tap. Those are proprietary to blue shape. They are a slightly different shape. The blue tap will not fit into the black tap. The black will not fit into the blue. But that is because the blue tap goes to a power source that's switchable between 8, 4, and 11.1 volts, which enables it to power a variety of devices. We make 22 adapters currently that will power over 500 cameras and over 100 other devices, such as monitors and receivers. Wow, that sounds amazing and very useful. Is there anything you can tease that you're working on? <laughs> well, we did, uh, for, in addition to going smaller with the bubble pack, uh, not just working on, but they've just released some 48 volt capability options we have power combiners, so instead of having a battery in a box where it's plugged into the wall, unplugged, taken to the camera, and when it empties, take it back, so you have to own three or four of them to first shoot, we have a device that will combine the power of our batteries and be able to send out 28 volts or 48 volts. Uh, we recently were tested by Aerie in Munich on their SkyPanel S60. The previous solution that they had would run it at 50% for an hour and 15 minutes. Our batteries on our power combining power station at 48 volts ran that same sky panel, according to Aerie, for two hours and eight minutes at 100%.
That is unbelievable. So you can, yeah, actually have full output on the sky panel with your batteries. That, that's correct, for more than two hours. And the batteries can be hot swapped. The device will run off of, run that, that light with only two batteries on the, on the uh, device while we swap them out. Obviously, the best thing to do is just swap one at a time, but uh, you don't have to shut down the, the chute because your light just went off. Wow, just indefinite power and keep going, going, going. Well, John, thank you so much for uh, showing us the new offerings at Blue Shape, and we hope that you have a great show. Alex, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. All right, cheers. Let's see what Brandon's up to. Hey, thanks, Alex. I am here at the DJI booth. Drone Mania NAB 2016. Drones are everywhere. VR is everywhere. We are here with Tim. Tim, what is happening at the DJI booth? What's new? What's hot? We got our new, brand new, exciting M600 drone. Uh, and you map that with our new Ronin, the Ronin MX, and they work perfectly together. Our filmmakers have really asked us to up our game, and we delivered. Everything they asked for, we really delivered. We have redundancy all around, and we have heavy lift finally for the cameras that you want and you care about. So everything up to a red weapon, um, red epic, our mini, all the way down to your DSLRs, your A7S, GH4s, and they all work together with our Ronin MX. What's great about it is that they talk to each other. So the GPS and the IMU from the drone talks to the GPS and IMU in the Ronin. So when you're banking right or you're banking left, the drone and the Ronin work together to get you that perfect shot without a drifting horizon, without drifting away, and you always get that solid shot. That's wonderful. Now, this industry is blowing up. As you guys know, you guys were one of the first to, to really break out, but everybody and their brother has a drone with a new this and a new that. How do you guys continue to innovate and continue to lead in this forum? You guys are right here. As soon as you walk into the Central Hall, it's all about you guys. You are jamming out, a lot of energy. How do you guys keep doing that? I think it's just our passion for the, the aerial industry, but also our customers. They want sense and avoid, we've given them sense and avoid. We want, they want to carry heavier cameras, and we do that. So by listening to our customers, you can really feel in tune and provide them what they need. Excellent. Now, on the handheld stuff, you mentioned the Ronin. Now, you guys are not too far from, is it uh, the FreeFly guys, right? So how, how does your product differ from theirs? If you're going to go with a handheld unit, what is uh, that, that you guys offer, and what is it that, uh, that you're doing really well now in that sort of what I would call an affordable price point for a real working filmmaker. Right, everything that we make, we make it accessible. Our owner, Frank Wong, that's what he passionately believed in when he started first with RC helicopters and he saw that parts are too expensive. He wanted to build a company around something that everyday people can afford and would love and it's a solid product. Excellent, thanks so much. You guys are doing an awesome job. Have a great show and thanks again for the interview. Thank you. Cheers. Hey, it's Alex. I'm at the Kino booth at NAB 2016 with... I'm Frieder Hoheim. I'm the founder of KinoFlow uh, some 30-odd years ago, and now we've migrated from the fluorescent technology into LEDs. Excellent, excellent. Well, I see a lot of new things around here. What, what are you showing at NAB, and what can we expect? Well, we're showing... Um, some of our legacy product in the fluorescent world, and we're showing some of the newer LEDs. Now, we had uh, introduced four years ago the uh, Celeb line of LEDs. Uh, we have a new generation of that. It's the Celeb 201, 401, uh, the 401Q. And we're introducing a new line of uh, LEDs that are called the Select Series. 
And these are predicated on the designs that we've had with our classic four-foot four bank. So we've taken the four-foot four bank, shrunk it down a little bit in size. We've still maintained the softness quality, uh, the brightness, and we've still maintained the, the whole notion of rigability. So uh, that means we have a remote ballast, 25-foot header. If you, you actually have the option of having the electronics live on the fixture, uh, or you can remote them. On the uh, ballast side, a lot of controls built in. We're now able to control between 2700 Kelvin all the way up to 6500 Kelvin. Uh, we have introduced a hue feature, so if you need to add like a plus green or a minus green, you can dial that in. It's a wireless DMX, so you can either operate Lumen Radio or WDMX on this. Uh, there are a lot of other embedded features in the software, such as being able to uh, control whether you're doing 8-bit dimming versus 16-bit dimming. Now, this is something that maybe the, some of the bigger studios are concerned about. Uh, we've also allowed for an 8-bit dimming with a smoothing algorithm, so you don't see any flickering as you dim it down to the little bottom end. So, all around, it's a very sophisticated uh, piece of hardware now that is controlling this fixture. Excellent. How are we on flicker at different shutters and frame rates and everything? Well, we've built our reputation on being flicker-free at any shutter angle, any speed. So that has carried on into these products. Uh, very important, we do understand a production environment. So we've built all that ruggedness into this. And uh, we've also added into this the feature of upgradability in terms of software. So you can expect to see over the next uh, couple of years, uh, a sort of steady introduction of new firmware that'll expand the uh, control dynamics of the product, the color dynamics of the product, uh, and just general performance features of that product. Excellent, I see a, a battery, a V-mount battery rig to this guy here. Is that something that you're looking to push forward? One of the beauties of LED is that you can uh, run these on DC. Uh, this instrument here is about a 150 watt instrument. It's operating on 24 volt DC. A lot of the electronic cinema cameras are operating 24 volt DC. So now we're seeing on the market V-Lock 26 volt batteries. It's an ideal power source for uh, an instrument like this, especially at the, uh, the wattages that we're running at. So with this 26 volt, 200 watt hour, you can expect a little over two hours of constant operation. Now, if you dim it down, you can ex expect to extend that, that dimming range. We also have a, a plate feature now, which is a, a baby plate uh, that mounts onto a stand and allows that plate to interface with various manufacturers of 26 volt V-Lock batteries. And so there, thereby we keep the weight of the battery on the stand, not on the fixture, and it's had a great response here at the show. So there are a couple of manufacturers right now, Dianacore is one, Lith, uh, Hawkwoods out of the UK, and there's a German company called Bebop that are all producing now 26 uh, volt uh, you know, V-Lock batteries. That's excellent. Uh, anything that you can tease in the future, which direction KinoFlow is heading? Well, now that we've established this platform, we're looking at taking this control interface and running it across platform onto all the other LED families that we're doing. Uh, we, you can expect to see us scaling this in various directions, scaling up, scaling down. Now that we've determined where we want to be color-wise, uh, I think we're very comfortable being able to introduce a lot of different features. One of the things that's unique about KinoFlow is that I believe we're one of the few companies that actually took the effort to understand what the camera sees. Every new cinema camera is like a new film stock. 
when KinoFlow uh, was first founded, Kodak would cooperate with us, Fuji would cooperate with us. They would give us the spectral sensitivity curves of their film stocks so we could tailor our spectrum to correlate to their stocks. Today's world, with electronic cinema cameras, that is data that is not shared by camera manufacturers. So we've taken the effort to actually extrapolate that kind of data out of these various cameras, develop our own proprietary software, where we can now compare three cameras at a time, look at how they see a given light source, and see how they see the light differently, which is actually astonishing. There are differences, and very often, if you're on a show and you're mixing cameras, and you're having trouble trying to match up skin tones from one camera to the next, if you actually saw what we saw in our research, you would start to understand some of these differences. So again, these, this kind of information is what's driven our color points on our products. And I think uh, anybody that buys into the Kino Flow uh, uh, philosophy on how we uh, look at light and mix light, I think they won't be disappointed. Absolutely, so accuracy, reliability, rugged, ease of use, all sounds good. Well, thank you for everything, and I hope you guys have a good show. It's a pleasure. Thanks uh, for coming by. Thanks. Cheers. Hey, thanks, Alex. I'm over here at the Westcott booth. They have got all sorts of LED lighting. they got a really cool setup. It looks like a house. There's a lawn. There's a crazy-looking mannequin. I'm here with Brandon. What's going on, man? Not too much. How are you doing? Pretty good. So the show's buzzing. Things are happening. You guys got a great setup. What are you guys really trying to push out to people? What are you releasing? What are you talking about? What are you pushing? So last year at the show, we had 10 by 10 flex and 10 inch by 10 inch, and they were either daylight or they were tungsten. And we listened to everybody's feedback last year, and we built this awesome modular system based on all the feedback. And so the biggest feedback was, why do you have a tungsten? You should have bicolor. So we implemented bicolor, and we totally ditched the tungsten. Uh, and also, you should have larger sizes. And so now we've got a 10 inch by three inch, which is a smaller size, the one by one, the one by two, the one by three, and a two by two, which is our you know, big beast. Um, and then also we've implemented it with the new scrim gym system so you can just make it whatever size you want. I mean, I've built 10 by 40 foot booths out at New York out of this scrim gym. So that's how modular it is. Um, but we've also included kits and kits are, uh, you know, generally two light kits come with the stands, come with a Pelican case, come with all the, you know, the batteries, everything for somebody who's doing run and gun, uh, news teams, that sort of thing. And it's just a really complete system now that we're really proud to show off. Well, I'm really excited about this kit. Let's walk on over here. The one I'm looking at uh, is this kit. This is the one I think you're talking about. It's a one by one Cine kit, bi-color Cine travel kit, complete. It's got the stands, it's got the lights, it's got some, uh, some, some flex thingies. Talk about what's exactly in this kit, how much it is. Uh, this looks like something to be great for freelance shooters and small companies who need a kit that's in and out, lightweight, easy to go. Let's get real specific on this Flex Cine kit. Yeah, so absolutely. What you didn't mention is it's in the trunk of a smart car, <laughs> which is pretty incredible because you can't even fit like uh, you know a skateboard in the back of this thing. But it comes with two one by one panels. It comes with portable soft boxes that go over the one by one panels. It comes with scrimgeon frames for the one by ones. Two nano stands a Pelican case, extension cords, so 16-foot extension cords if you needed to run your lights you know, far away. Um, and it all comes in a beautiful, compact case. So. And the price on that is $27.99, is that right? That's our show price. Normally it's about $3,000, so we're taking a couple hundred dollars off for the show, but still a great value for somebody to have that kind of convenience, portability, and just excellent quality light. 
That's awesome. So I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think the day of the big, heavy light kit is dead? It just seems like there's so much LED around here. The show's showing all the stuff that's lighter, faster, cheaper, better performance, better light. Talk about the future of where this industry is going and how you guys are a part of it. Yeah, so as I mentioned last year, we're kind of getting a lot of feedback from people, and that was the number one thing. For running gun people, they want light, portable, durable, and at the end of the day, they still want it to be fantastic quality of light. And so we took all that feedback, and I agree with you. It's getting thinner, it's getting smaller, it's getting easier to travel with. Um, and Westcott's happy to be a part of that. I mean, if you look at our entire product line, not only on the filmmaker side of things, but also on our still photography side of things, um, everything is becoming smaller, more portable, and just easier to use. Now, the real thing that listeners want to know is, in your all's fancy booth here, it looks like a home. Is there a bourbon cabinet anywhere in the booth? If so, what are we sipping on? What do we like when we're at home? At home, I'm, I'm more of a tequila guy I, <laughs> but uh we've got a closet full of bourbon just for you so let's go uh let's go take a shot thanks man not a shot but let's go take a drink thanks so much i really appreciate the time have a great show thanks appreciate it man cheers hey it's alex over here at the small hd booth nab 2016 and i'm here with nick demundi nick demundi sweet thanks for having me uh what do you do i am the marketing guy at Small HD. One of many marketing guys, but I'm a marketing guy. Sweet. So we know Small HD from your small on-camera, super durable, super high-quality monitors, but there's some bigger stuff here. Yes. Uh, we're still Small HD, but we've kind of grown in size. Uh, we're making 17, 24, and 32-inch production monitors that are all daylight viewable. Wow. What are some of the specs on these things? So they start out at 1,000 nits, and then it goes up to 1,800 nits for the 32. The 32 and the 24 both have 10-bit panels, and the 17 has an 8-bit panel. So the bigger guys are HDR ready. So as cameras come in and HDR kind of becomes a real thing, they'll be able to display that footage um, raw from the camera. Um, they also have our award-winning uh, page builder operating system that everyone knows on our on-camera stuff. Same operating system. So it's a really seamless transition, uh, extremely durable. We shot him with guns, we hit him with baseball bats, ran over him with 1972 Ford Bronco. Um, just really put them through their paces because we, we make products that last with the filmmaker. They know, we know they're investing with us, and so we want to honor that investment by giving them a product that lasts 10 years. That's excellent, man. I, and I'm assuming, you know, full suite everything, input, output, LUTs. Yeah, it has uh, full LUT support, 3D LUTs, 17-point, uh, any dot .cube format you can fit on an SD card, it will read. Um, all the scopes, waveform vector scope, everything, parade, um, and also has multi-view, so you can do STI in and out, uh, 2X, so there's two different STIs, and an HDMI in. Those three inputs you can bring up on a multi-view, apply different LUTs to them, um, and just view different tools all at the same time or do a single view of each input. Wow, that sounds super, super uh, useful. Man. Yeah, so we're really excited that this has been introduced. No one really expected us to make giant production monitors, but here we are. Um, we made them with, uh, our number one rule was no tape and no Velcro. So if you look at the monitor here, you see there's quarter 20 mounts and 3 eighths mounts all the way around it. Um, I'm gonna spin it around. 
So on the back here, you're gonna see these hot shoe rails that will take any hot shoe adapter. We make our own. You can slap a Teradek bolt onto the back, then you can power it with the integrated two-pin Limo power output. So you've got a total Teradek wireless system ready to go. No weird cables, none of that. Anton Bauer gold mount, V-mount, whatever you want, ready to go. That's amazing, dude. Uh, so I'm assuming they've gotten a pretty good reception. Are, are there any, you know, I, are you scaling up, scaling down? Are you trying to just compete with the other mid-range monitors? Well, there didn't seem to be a lot of innovation in the other production monitor brands. It was just kind of, they would kick out the monitor every three years and say, hey, here's what you're going to use. They weren't really solving any problems. Honestly, adding quarter 20 holes to a monitor isn't new, but we did it. We, we wanted to be disruptive and give um, filmmakers uh, access to HDR uh, viewability on set at a pretty decent price. That's crazy. Well, it looks super rugged. I mean, if it you know retains the same screen quality as, as the small guys, that's going to be something that everybody should pick up. What are, what are we looking at price-wise? The 1703 HDR will be $39.99. The 2403 HDR is going to be 5500 and the 3203 HDR is 799.9. Wait, let me say that again. 3203 HDR is eight grand. Nice. <laughs> Man, I mean, those are for what you get, unbelievably affordable. Like, that yeah. just blows my mind. Yeah, the closest uh, HDR competitive monitor is about $18,000. Yeah, that's crazy. So, okay, so the show's called Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. We at the show love bourbon. I, are you a bourbon guy? I am a bourbon guy. I only started drinking when I was 26. I was late to the game, and my friend said, you should get your taste for liquor first. Um, so I started drinking really god-awful whiskey, like Old Crow and Ancient Age, and just really, really... The, the plastic stuff. bottle stuff. <laughs> yes, plastic bottle, bottom shelf with the curve, so you can hide it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So what, what, are, what are some of your favorites now? I'd have to say, without a doubt, Larceny is my favorite bourbon so far. I also really like Four Roses. That's excellent. We had Four Roses on the show, and they gave us the whole suite of everything. Really? So that's glad to, to hear, hear a fan out in the field. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love good Kentucky bourbon. I like, um, I've tried Lagavulin because uh, I saw Ron Swanson drink it all the time in Parks and Rec. And I said, what is it? It's Lagavulin. And it tastes amazing. It's too expensive for me. I had to borrow it from a buddy. But is that an Irish whiskey? It's a Scottish whiskey. Scottish. Yeah. Cool. Do you know the difference between uh, whiskey and bourbon? Uh, bourbon's made in Kentucky and whiskey's made in Scotland or Ireland. Depending awesome. on who you're fighting with. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, bourbon also has to have 51% corn and Absolutely. a new charred white oak barrel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so also, the filmmaking part, you guys make sweet monitors, uh, but what are you watching on other monitors? Like, what's some of your favorite TV shows now? Um, I just finished Daredevil season two, um, and House of Cards, and I've blocked out my schedule to watch The Wire. I've never seen The Wire, but everyone said, oh, it's the best cop show ever made, so I'm, I'm going to block out like a month and watch The Wire. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to, to what these do and what's to come. Great. Thanks, Alex. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Let's kick it back to Brandon. Hey, thanks, Alex. We are here at the Wooden Camera Booth. I'm with Ryan. As you know, they have been on the show. They were one of the first, I say, first vendors on the show to ever be a guest when they were launching their new uh, 
is it either LA or Hollywood, right? Your new store? Yeah, it's uh, we call it LA, but it's Burbank, and uh, that's been going really well. And we've been open for almost a year now because we announced it at the last NAB show. <laughs> yes, and I would assume that the uh, the success of that is probably has something to do with filmmakers drinking bourbon. Yes, absolutely. 100% success from filmmakers drinking bourbon. Uh, you heard it here, guys. So you're at NAB again. you got a great booth, as always. looks amazing. You've really carried the wooden camera theme all the way through. It's beautiful. What do you guys got new this year? What are the, the little gadgets and tricks and trinks that you guys are so used to and, and so well known for doing? What's the big thing that people are like, wow, I need that? Well, we've introduced our wooden hand grips, which has uh, been a long time coming. With a name like Wooden Camera, we really needed a wooden hand grip, and so we finally done it. Uh, it's available in our right and left grip. Uh, it's an ergonomic design with an airy rosette. Uh, and we also have an optional trigger box, which is compatible with a three-pin fisher from uh, airy style cameras and a LANK port for uh, Sony, Canon, and Blackmagic cameras. And the cables are included with the trigger box. And the biggest deal about this whole thing is the price point. The hand grips are $195 each, and the trigger box is $195. So you can buy uh, the grip and add the trigger box later, just depending on your budget, and uh, it's been extremely popular. Wow, I can imagine. And you know what? The thing that you guys do that I just, you really class up any gear package, and the present, you know, it, it has a function, but on set, there's a presentation factor that's really nice with your all stuff. Do you have a lot of people that you know are, are drawn to your gear because of the way it looks and sort of the design? Is that something that's built in, or are you guys really thinking about it more from a function standpoint? Well, we start with the function. Uh, we add you know quarter twenty and three eighths mounting points to all of our cheese plates and uh, handles and things like that, and then we add the design elements to make it look very fluid and and nice. So you could probably will notice. Uh, that none of our parts have sharp edges. Uh, everything is contoured a certain way, chamfered a certain way, and uh, we really try to make the hand feel uh, very pleasant for the customers too. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of factors, but uh, I think those all blend together to make a really nice product. Well, you guys are the best. We use your products. Uh, I know my director's monitor is still rocking. You guys built that for me custom and got it you know, good to go and helped me uh, get that all set up with DTAPs and all that jazz. So we really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are friends and fans of the show. Have a great uh, show this year. Anything else you want to end with, tell the listeners. Uh, where can they go to find you? What do you want them to know? Yeah, all of these new products are available for purchase and pre-order on our website, woodencamera.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. And as they say here at NAB, have a great show. Hey, it's Alex here at the Teradek booth at NAB 2016, and I am here with... John Landman. John Landman from Teradek. Yes. What is up and what's new? Oh, well, we're very excited to release a product that solves a very big problem. At the show today, there are approximately 40 manufacturers of VR rigs, right? That's the new thing, yeah. That's the new thing, from you know a couple of GoPros to a single camera to you know a $60,000 red VR system, right? Every single one of those guys has the same problem. What's that? How do you monitor it? How do you know what you're shooting, right? You've got a VR rig, you can't run cables to a monitor, so what do you do? I don't know, what do you do? You go out and you buy a Teradex Sphere. Ooh, okay. A Sphere will take those outputs, HDMI, we can take up to eight, encode them, and then stream them wirelessly to an iPad. Wow. Amazing. So is it scrolling a stitch stream? 
here's the news. Yeah. We stitch it live on an iPad. That's unbelievable. It's believable. We're doing it. Well, that sounds fantastic, and you're right. It solves an incredibly big problem because you need to be able to monitor that stuff. We realize that. Game Changer Awards 2016 finalist. I see that on your we block. changed the game. That's awesome, man. But that's just one small part of it. You have a bunch of different other offerings, don't you? We do, but I haven't finished. Once we stitch it, we can then stream it. And we announced with YouTube yesterday that we were going to be streaming in VR, or 360 as it's better known, live to their CDN today and tomorrow for NAB. And we've created an app that you can download from the App Store called, get this, NAB space VR. That's incredibly catchy. Unbelievable. Hard work from our marketing team here. Brilliant. Yes. You can download that on your phone and view our stream in VR on your phone. Um, if anyone is listening and wants to come to the show, we are giving away uh, goggles to view that so that you can view our stream with Google goggles. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's one problem that we've solved here and we're released here. Other big news. Don't know if you heard about this. Facebook on Friday at F8 launched Facebook Live. This means that you can stream live to Facebook. In the past, you could do that with a phone, right? We're professionals. We have big cameras, big lens, big glass. How do you get that to Facebook? Teradek has had the API integrated into all of our encoders, and we can now stream live to Facebook. From any of your devices? Any of our devices. Yeah. That's incredible. It's really big. It's really big. We did the first event on Friday uh, with a company called Vice. Are you familiar with those guys? Yeah, just a little bit. Yep, they had huge numbers. Not little numbers, huge numbers. They were blown away. Um, the the, the pickup uh, to their uh, Facebook page was, was amazing. So they're very excited. And I've had customers coming along on the stand day in, day out, asking me, oh, can we go live, can we go live? From the biggest to the smallest, from CNN to... Uh, you know, churches to, I mean, I mean, it really is across the board. So we're very excited to release that. Yeah, I mean, news nowadays is live. If it's 30 seconds old, it's too old. Absolutely. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So there are a couple of the announcements. I mean, I, I could go on. I don't know how much time you have. Oh, just say, I mean, any other, you know, we love your quality of all your encoders and decoders and everything. Any, any other new, like, long-range deals or anything like that? Long-range deals. Um... Released a new Cube. Yeah. That's pretty big news. Cube 655. Mm -hmm. What's better about the Cube 655 apart from everything? Higher bit rates, longer Wi-Fi wi -Fi range, more iPad support, better recording on an SD card, HDSDI and HDMI in, and a built-in bonding system called Terralink. What is this, you may ask? Yes, I'm asking. Okay. We make an app that you can download free on your phone called Terralink. The Terralink Cube 655 as an access point. Okay. So if I and you are to pull out our iPhones and enable Wi-Fi, 
we'll find that the 655 is an access point. So let's say I join that phone, uh, I join that cube and you join that cube and two of our friends join that cube. The cube has an intelligence built in to know that it should bond our phones together as one and thus aggregate the bandwidth of our four phones. This means that you can go out to an event and say, hey buddy, open up your phone. We're going to bond all of our phones together so we can get a really nice high quality stream straight to our Facebook Live page, right? We're calling this Friends with Bandwidth. Yes. That's pretty impressive. Thank you. I think that kind of wraps it up for the show today. Yeah, no, those are some really good announcements, some really cool innovations. Uh, uh, you, you're always setting the bar high, so I really appreciate it. I, I think that you summed it up in your first sentence. We are the game changers of this show. No doubt, no doubt. Well, I really appreciate it, John. Thank you for all the different announcements and unveilings, and we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you very much, and it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure being on your webcast, Mr. Alex. Absolutely. Cheers. Hey, thanks, Alex. We are here, you guessed it, at the Whipster booth. What's going on, my man Rollo? Well, we're just here whipstering. I mean, what the hell else would we be doing, right? <laughs> exactly. I think you're technically in the uh, like the Auckland UAI technology booth of choice, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that when when you're shooting up in the sky, why wouldn't you want to be whipstering as well? I mean, it, it all connects, right? It all makes sense. So here we are, NAB 2016. You guys had some huge announcements. You came on our podcast earlier in the year. You teased them out. But wow, you guys are partnering with Vimeo. You have a panel inside Adobe Premiere. Talk about the new things you guys are pushing this year. Well, I mean, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. As a, as a little startup that's just started out, for us to nail a Vimeo partnership exclusive, we feel fantastic. You know, that opens us up to every video creative in the world. And then now, just last week, we've just launched the Adobe Premiere Pro panel, which gives access to any editor in Adobe Premiere, the ability to one-click publish their work to a client without thinking about it. It's a beautiful thing. That's amazing. And we loved how on the show you talked about you guys are really dedicated to the workflow and really making it a, a simple process all the way through from beginning to end. Is that, how's that going to continue to expand and what are you guys looking to do with those, those partnerships? So these two partnerships are, are, are really the first steps of what we've got as the grand vision. And we want to become the review and approval product that is used in every app where you need it, right? So every workflow that you have with any product that you use, we're going to integrate into that workflow so that you don't have to think about it. That's wonderful. Now, knowing you, because I've known you for a couple years now, you're always stirring the pot. So when it comes to these interviews and conversations, what buttons are you pushing out there with the, uh, the news medias and the other uh, competitors, friendly jabs, whatnot? What are you pushing out there? What's your, what's your thought on this year's show? Have you been impressed? There hasn't really been major announcements. What are your thoughts? So this show for me has been pretty cool because last year when, when we came, this was the first year we had a booth, and we were just little whippersnappers running around, tails everywhere, and <laughs> we were new and no one knew us. This year, we've felt fantastic because everywhere I go, everyone knows who I am. I'm getting high fives, I'm getting hugs, I'm getting kisses from men with beards. It's <laughs> I'm getting offered drinks, and I'm like, this feels good. So I feel now like I'm a little prince at NAB. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you guys have sure earned it, man. You have a great solution. Uh, as we've said on the show, You know, we use it and it provides an awesome solution for our clients and what we're doing. Uh, any last thoughts, any last quotes we can get from you? Any teases? You always have been good to the show. Yeah. You have been a good fan and friend of Fr Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. 
anything that you're going to give us a little taster for maybe what could happen in the future? I'll give you a little secret. Um, and I know that you love the saying, jump the shack. So <laughs> I'm going to try not to jump the shack with this one. But there is a company that has a hashtag in its logo. That is the clue for you. We're going to do something with them. Wow, you heard it first. You can draw your own conclusions. I think I might know what this means. This is big stuff. You heard it here first on Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>